Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of NFL DFS Today uh, podcast. I am your host, Keith Gork, and I am joined by Mike LaFamina uh, to go ahead and break down this week three main slate for NFL. Uh, if you guys were expecting Mike Fiddle, uh, just to let you guys know, unfortunately, he is no longer with Sports Ethos, so it will be myself and Mike until further notice. But, man, I am uh, excited. Uh, I know, Mike, you've uh, you've had some hits and misses this uh, this season so far, but uh feeling pretty good about this week man i think we both are kind of on some of the same guys and so uh excited to talk about this with you man how are you feeling about the slate in general i feel good i feel good uh there's one obvious game to attack that (laughs) you know everybody seems to be on and with good reason um there's tons of value on the slate so i think just trying to prioritize where you want to go up top is going to be it's going to be the key this week but um you know, as always, it's a fun puzzle to put together, and uh, looking forward to talking to about it. Yeah, I haven't done too much sorting around of my uh, lineups here, but I've done a little bit, and there, like you said, there are quite a few options there. I find myself wanting some of the top options, uh, you know, <laughs> enough that I'm trying to get some of the cheaper options in, and then I'm like, I don't know if I like that cheap option. I might want to go with that cheap option. Option. So we're almost at the point where there's too many of those cheap guys. Uh, that yeah. you can use to kind of fit in, you know, to get other guys. And we just really don't know which one's going to go off. So some of them are going to have those those terrible floor games, and some of them are going to have uh, those nice ceiling games. But well, let's just kind of go through here and talk about uh, – and we'll, we'll be focusing mainly on DraftKings. Uh, I do have a FanDuel lineup out there, and I will talk a little bit about that here and there. Um, but for the most part, we'll be focusing on DraftKings. Uh, so QB position, I know we've probably got the same guy locked in right now, but there are a few other guys I'm looking at. But talking about QB, what are you looking at here, Mike? Yeah, um, so I mentioned this in the article. I I usually, in cash games, try and spend down on quarterback just because in years past, the the gap between, you know, your top-priced quarterback and your your lower-priced hasn't been too extreme. Now, last year, you kind of got crushed doing that with uh, Josh Allen going nuts all the time, Mahomes and Hurts really separating themselves uh, so far this year, you've been able to get away with some lower price options. But to me, this week, Kirk Cousins just stands out far and above um, just that game of environment. 54-point um, total, that's six points clears the next highest total on the board. Uh, we all know what this Vikings passing attack does. Uh, they're, they're the highest throw rate in the league. And getting a juicy matchup at home against another potent offense in the Chargers. It's just worlds colliding. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously we'll talk about that game a little bit more uh, as we kind of wrap up here. We'll, we'll talk about maybe our favorite games to, to kind of target on the slate here. But uh, obviously the Chargers and Vikings, uh, you know, let's not beat around the bush. That is the game everybody uh, is targeting here. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you right there. I think Kirk Cousins. I think you can go Herbert also, um, but he's more expensive, so why not go with a cheaper option in Cousins? I mean, um, but I really feel like either of those guys, uh, just based on what we're seeing with the Sharps and what they did to the to the line here after it opened, it opened at 49.5 about a little over a week ago on DraftKings, uh, up to 54 now. So uh, it's been climbing steadily. Now it's kind of in the point where it's kind of oscillating between 54 54.5. So it looks like it's kind of evening out at this point. But, um, but yeah, we're expecting a shootout here. Uh, I mean... 
let's talk about uh, we'll stick with QB. So QB, I think Cousins absolutely. I think he should be there. I think Herbert also uh, should be in your your uh, you know uh, definitely on your radar as well. Um, another guy I'm gonna throw out there, and of course I'm a Bears fan, so it's it's top of my mind. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, uh, I think you know if you want a safe cash option, he is the, the most expensive QB on the slate. Uh, but really, you can't go wrong there. I mean, um, the Chicago defense is just in shambles. <laughs> There's no no better word to really explain it. So I think, you know, Mahomes, Kel, uh, obviously we'll talk about tight ends too, but Kelsey Mahomes, that kind of, uh, you know, connection, I think is going to be a strong one and an easy one here. The only thing I'd be concerned about there is if uh, the Chiefs put him away early and maybe Mahomes gets an early seat, you know, in the fourth quarter so he doesn't get his maximum points. But I think either way he's pretty safe. So are there other guys looking at the QB position there? Yeah, uh, just just to that point, though, Keith, um, I, you know, a lot of people always mention that, you know, he might get an early seat. Um, the reason he would get an early seat is because he went bananas. I briefly considered Geno Smith when it, the when the uh, pricing first came out, you know, fifty seven nine hundred is still a little too cheap for me. Um, I'm not particularly scared of Carolina's defense, uh, especially with J.C. Horn uh, out their top corner. Uh, you know, we we saw a return to form last week with Geno and, and the Seattle offense. Um, I know it was in Detroit, which is, you know, pretty favorable for offenses. But, um, you know, we saw all last year with Geno and the Seattle offense that they are not afraid to throw the ball early and often. Um, he's got plenty of weapons to get the job done, sprinkle in a little legwork as well. Um, but, you know, it's just for 1200 more, I'm just going Kirk. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I understand that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the, the safer option by far. Um, some of the guys, though, we do have to talk about since we're talking about the QBs here. We do have to talk about some uh, backup QBs that are certain to be, you know, in the game this week, and, and whether or not, you know, in those large field GPPs, we might want to roster them here and there. Uh, Andy Dalton sticks out to me at 4900 in that same game against Geno Smith. I know, um, I don't know the ceiling is going to be incredibly high with Andy Dalton, but mm-hmm. at 4900, I feel like you know he could definitely hit you know six x value for you there um, as long as you know he takes care of the ball. Uh, gets a few passing touchdowns. Uh, you know, I don't think it's an insane ceiling there, but I do think that you know, if you want kind of a pivot off of those top guys and a cheaper option, so you can fit in some of those wide receivers and running backs we're looking at, um, I think he is some guy, a guy you can look at. But uh, are you looking at uh, anyone else? I mean, we've got Dalton there, and we've got uh, you know, maybe Deshaun Watson's out, and DTR might get some run. I don't think we've gotten any news on that yet. Um, where you, he might be, uh, uh, you know, suspended for re- or pushing the ref out of the way. So maybe that <laughs> happens. I don't think it will at this point since we haven't heard anything. But anyone else you're looking at that's kind of a backup QB or a lower uh, priced option? Uh, for a lower price, you know, like Gardner Minshew doesn't really interest me all that much. Right. Yeah, um, me either. <laughs> you know, no, nothing against it. Just, you know, the ceiling's not there. And if, right. if I was going to go up, a cheap option, like bottom of the barrel, like you said, um, I would do Dalton and just jam as many studs as I could into my lineup and hope he doesn't kill me. I, I'm i okay with if you want to take a shot on Sam Howell. Um, I'm kind of a Sam Howell truther, but he's he's been producing. He's, you know, 
we he exploded a little bit last week. I expect um, a trailing game script for Washington in the game against Buffalo. Um, you know, he can get it done with his legs too, which is always appealing. Um, you know, I don't. The absolute high end upside isn't there, but um, for fifty four hundred, he could he could get it there for you. Um, yeah, Sam Howell would be my low low end guy. So there's a couple of uh, value options for you at the position if you'd like. Uh, if you guys do uh, not follow us here, it is at Ethos Fantasy FB and also at Ethos DFS. Go follow those two accounts on Twitter. Uh, if you guys don't have one already, get the DFS pass. It's five bucks a month, and we are going to go ahead and walk you guys up to tip off on Sunday uh, in our Discord channel, uh, which is free to join, by the way. You can join our Discord channel for free at those uh, Twitter pages. But uh, in order to get access to the pros, you do need that DFS pass. Um, all right, let's talk about running back. Let's go ahead and pivot here. Uh, at the running back position, I think we have similar guys as well. Um, but who are some of the guys that you're targeting here at the uh, running back position? Yeah, there's a plethora of options at running back this week, especially in that mid-$5,000 yeah. range. Um, so, you know, I think the move is to grab a couple of those guys. You could even go three running backs in yeah. cash this week. I'm okay with that. Um, you know, generally I try and do – a wide receiver in the flex on DraftKings because of the PPR environment, but there's so many targets to in this range. Like I said, that with such good volume um, in good roles due to injury or whatnot. But um, you know, Josh Kelly stands out. Not to harp too much on this Chargers Vikings game. Um, he kind of laid an egg last week, but that was yeah. going against you know probably the best run defense in the league in the Titans, if not, you know, definitely a top five run defense. Um, he's still going to get plenty of opportunity. I don't know if he's going to get quite the same, you know, passing work that Austin Eckler definitely normally does, but um, there's not much behind him in terms of opportunities for carries. He's going to be out there and for 5,400 in cash games, that's all you can ask for. So, yeah. So I, I definitely agree there with the Josh Kelly. I've got him on, uh, on my family league, uh, you know, uh, fantasy team. And he, he was terrible last week, but he also had the, one of the roughest matchups. So uh, giving him a pass there. And I'm hoping he can bounce back a little bit for me in fantasy. I like some other guys around that range. Like you said, though, there's there's tons of them. So I don't have a, I don't mind going there for my preferences, though. Uh, I am looking at Miles Sanders in that Carolina uh, Seahawks game. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about that. But if, this, if there is a game... Uh, that, you know, Miles Sanders is going to have a game, this would be the one. And he really needs it to kind of uh, re- recover his uh, fancy season so far. So how do you feel about Miles Sanders here? Yeah, he's another one of those guys in that five mid to upper 5K range. Um, I have him projected for right around the same amount of points as Josh Kelly. The opportunity is there. Chuba Hubbard's kind of breathing down his neck a little yeah. bit, but not enough to – to really worry me um you know i i think he has a solid role seattle's run defense has not been you know very impressive to begin the year um they may run the ball a little more with andy dalton you know back there um so i'm okay with miles sanders for sure um i have another guy here that i'm looking at and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on him as well um gus edwards 5300 i mean mm-hmm. uh another guy obviously in that range we're looking at i think a lot of people though so i, I play gpps and i think i'm i'm, I'm in a single entry gpp and i'm gonna 
I'm going to roll with them, and and here's why. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to look at them and say, uh, you know, they're against the the Colts. The Colts have held uh, opposing running backs down. I think it's 2.3 yards per carry, the lowest mm-hmm. in the league. But they also had um, the Colts last week in week two. They had Houston Texans who just couldn't get anything going on the ground. So that really brought that that average down. So I think it's a bit of a, um, you know, a, a, not exactly a data point that we can really uh, lean on too heavily at this point. I don't think the Colts defense run defense is the best in the league. I really don't feel that way. Um, so I do. And I, there's no one there in Baltimore behind right. Gus Edwards. So, <laughs> so that's really the volume's going to be there. So so I'm, I'm leaning on Gus Edwards here. Is it stupid of me? Are there other people I should be looking at? Uh, specifically in a single entry GPP. Um, you know, I I don't hate the play. Obviously, he's gonna he's the guy, right? Unless the artist formerly known as Melvin Gordon gets a run. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm not expecting a whole lot. the The only argument against it that you could say is that Indy's pass defense is just so dreadful that Lamar is going to pick him apart and it's going to be the Lamar and Zay Flowers show with Bateman and uh, Sprinkling and with Mark Andrews as well. So, um, but if that's the case, you know, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to be running the game, running at the end of the game if it, yeah. if it does get out of hand. I can uh, see this working for me in two ways. Like, like, like you said right there, I can see it working. <laughs> Where uh, Lamar, the air raid works, right? And we've got the air raid and, like, everybody gets their piece. So Lamar's probably a really good play in that scenario. But Mm -hmm. um, since they're up and they're winning by a lot, you know, they have to run the ball uh, towards the end of the the game. So hopefully Gus Edwards gets some extra runs there. Uh, And I think, you know, again, with the volume there, it it could work for me. And then the other thing is I'm just pivoting off of of that narrative. So, you know, let's say Mm -hmm. it isn't. Uh, the, the, for whatever reason, you know, Lamar throws a couple of picks or, um, you know, just something's not working in, in the air game. Uh, and all of a sudden they, they turn to the run and that's uh, ends up smashing. I mean, I'm I'm probably beating the field. I mean, is that going to happen? Is it probable? No, it's not. But it is definitely a pivot, I would say. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, someone else to consider. He's he'll be a little more owned than Gus Edwards for sure. But he's not going to be crazy owned is Raheem Mosert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, he's. You know, another guy who's not much behind him, you know, even when uh, Ahmed went down in the second quarter last week, A-Chain was nowhere to be seen. Um, You know, I don't know if that's just he wasn't ready yet um, to really make an impact. I I do think we'll see an appearance from him in this game, Uh, but I think this is most of the show for for now. Um, Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, Denver's D is not what it once was. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, so Moser at 6,000 is definitely an option, especially single entry, you know, yeah, is a good piv- pivot in a way from I expect Josh Kelly to get the ownership. ETN is a great option um, and should get a lot of the ownership as well. Um, people are going to be going to Jerome Ford for mm. the for that price tag. Um, I'm it's, not it's a nice price tag. Enthusiastic. Yeah, it's enthusiastic. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I expect Cleveland to be throwing the ball more. As, yeah. Now, that also depends, you know, if, if Watson's out, then my tune may change, but. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and Watson's an interesting guy, too. I mean, if, uh, you know, if we're trying to get a little bit uh, different as well, just go back to a QB position, 6,100 for Watson. Uh, might not be a bad call either, because like you said, I mean, y- you want to attack that Titans defense uh, via the air, and um, that's probably what they're going to do here. So 
Um, so yeah, I can dig it, dig it for sure. Um, you know, some of the running backs, I know we were talking about a couple of them, you know, before we jumped down here, but, uh, some of the higher price guys, you know, you definitely want to get them in your lineup as well. Um, if you're making room, you're saving money somewhere, you got to spend it somewhere. And, um, there are a couple of high price guys I'm looking at here. I just want to mention one that you're probably not going to mention. So you can mention the one I'm sure you're going to mention. So <laughs> I like Bijan Robinson though at 7,800, yep. uh, against the Detroit lions, you know, Detroit, um, I think, I, I could see a scenario where I mean I think the Falcons uh, play uh, a smart game. They they get up a touchdown. Uh, they use a run game to run out some of that clock. You want to keep the Detroit Lions offense off the field. I think that's really what the what the key is there. If the Falcons hope to stay in this one and and pull out a, an upset, so um, I could see that game script happening where you know hey the, the Falcons get the first uh, TD on the board. Um, you know the Detroit Lions get a, get a three and out or something, and now suddenly we've got the run game just engaged. Uh, and you got Algier and uh, and uh, and Bijan just running all over the, the Detroit Lions, who aren't aren't a particularly good defense anywhere on the field, really. So, um, so I, I like that uh, that call there with Bijan. Um, but there's another guy that you were looking at as well that was priced up. I know, um, you know, it seems like you're on the same page with Bijan, but uh, there's another guy you might be a little bit more excited about, right? Yeah, I think this has potential to be the Tony Pollard show this week. Um, obviously. Mega game script potential going against Arizona. Um, he's just getting an insane workload. Um, that was the big question coming into the year. Could Tony Pollard be be right. the guy? Um, is it going to be Ronald Jones getting some work behind him? Rico Dell. Everybody got do- excited about Deuce Vaughn for a little bit there in, in the preseason. But it's been Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, and some more Tony Pollard. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he's had the most uh, carries inside the 10-yard line this year with 12, which is an insane number through two, two games. Uh, the defense just keep, continues to put them in position to score. Um, which I expect to continue this week against um, this Arizona offense, even with Diggs going out. I don't, I don't think that'll come back to burn them this week, uh, maybe further down the road. But yeah, Pollard season. Let me tell you, Mike, the, uh, the uh, spread open at 6.5 in favor of the, uh, of the Cowboys. That was three months ago and it's climbed to 13 points, 12.5 points, somewhere in that range. So, uh, yeah, this is just uh, this is going to be a thrumming. Um, I know the Cardinals have really stayed in games here. I heard them. Uh, I was in the Series XM radio, I think it was, and um, one of the people was on there saying, "Oh, I think the Cardinals are going to, you know, they've really sold some, showed some resilience here, and they're going to stick in this one." I, I don't see it. I think you know, um, yeah. as long as the Cowboys the Cow- execute, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> the Cowboys aren't the Commanders and the Giants. No, it's, no. it's a different <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss going back just a touch. Um, in those mid 5k options, if I didn't mention Zach Moss, um, he's really catching my eye here. Um, he got every single touch out of the backfield from, from the Colts last week, rookie Evan holes on IR, uh, Dion Jackson was an absolute disaster week one. Uh, hence why you didn't see him in week two. Um, and I think Gardner Minshew being in helps Zach Moss because Anthony Richardson is not, you know, Minshew is not going to be rushing the ball like Richardson once, yeah. uh, which so that opens up, you know, all the rushing volume to him. And he was involved in the passing game, too. I believe he had four catches last week. So even any contributions you get out of him in the receiving game is just that much more beneficial. 
Uh, he'd be more of a cash game play to me. He's he's probably going to be one of the higher owned plays. So yeah. um, you know you could play him in tournaments. You just got to make sure you get different elsewhere. Um, yeah. Make sure you identify those pivots. Um, all right, let's move on to the wide receivers though. And again, uh, if you guys haven't already, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe wherever you are listening. Leave us a review also. We would love to get your feedback and let you uh, let us know how we're doing and, and how we can do better. Um, but let's talk about wide receivers. And, and this is where so the reason I'm not playing Josh Kelly. Um, is because I am looking at that Minnesota and Chargers, you know, game, and I am looking at the wide receiver room very heavily. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I don't want to. If I'm playing the wide receivers there, I don't want to play the running backs. I just feel like you're capping yourself on the knee. You're 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 capping your your ceiling there uh, if you pull that. And of course, I'm, I'm playing a GPP, so I'm all about trying to find that right. ceiling. Um, and Justin Jefferson, 9300. I mean, if I'm going to spend up on the mm-hmm. slate. Uh, I really, 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 really believe he's going to score a touchdown in this game. Yes. Let me go ahead and say out there. Has to. <laughs> he hasn't scored through the first two weeks, uh, which is just insane. I mean, he's had such good games, um, just hasn't, you know. And I know it wasn't – I can't remember exactly how many. But he, he was stopped at the goal line last season, like, a ridiculous number of times. So hopefully that doesn't happen again to him this season. But, um, but you know, uh, 9,300. Yeah, or fumble. Yeah, or fumble. <laughs> uh, so 9,300 for Justin Jefferson. I, I definitely want to go there. Um, I think it's a safe play. I think it's also a, a high ceiling play. I, I just love it. It's mm-hmm. absolutely great. And if I'm going to go there, I want to run it back with a receiver on the other side. So obviously Keenan Allen's on the table. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm in a GPP, so I'm going Quentin Johnston. Uh, I, that's risky. I understand. Um, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, snaps in the last game. So, uh, people are going to be off of him, but you know, again, you're in a GPP. Those are the kind of guys you want to go for. And it's going to be a high scoring affair. Even if he's not in for a large number of snaps, if he can catch a touchdown pass or a long pass for a touchdown, um, I think at 3,400, uh, man, that could absolutely smash for you. So, um, but yeah, talk to me about, you know, a little bit about those receivers. And then, uh, you know, what other wide receivers you're kind of looking at here. Yeah, sure. Um, so when you're in, especially in a GPP environment, don't be afraid to attack just different parts. Like you're mentioning with Quentin Johnson, don't be afraid to, if you want, if you're stone cold set on doing a Viking stack, you know, you can include Jefferson, but throw in Addison also, um, throw in KJ Osborne also, throw in, TJ Hawkinson also, not all in one lineup, but, you know, probably two of them, maybe three if you want to get extra spicy Um, and then bring it back with Mike Williams or bring it back with Gerald Everett. Just get some piece of the game that you want. Um, Justin Jefferson's an easy click for me in cash games. It's just it's a note like this is. The prime of all prime setups you know yeah. um <laughs> his his very, workload very is insane. you know yeah. we i we talked about it going over kirk cousins how much they throw the ball um obviously justin jefferson's the alpha of all alphas in that in that offense um and he's been going nuts scoring over 23 points a game in DraftKings, and that's not even scoring a touchdown yet this year so um you know, there's there's a, a case for Tyree Kill in tournaments, too. He's going to get less ownership, um, and he has just as high of a ceiling. Um, so, you know, I'm okay with going Tyree Kill in tournaments. Um, other cash game considerations, Christian Kirk is really interesting. We saw him come back to life last week, um, and with Zay Jones being out, I do expect him to be the – wide receiver two in the offense. 
Um, you know, Houston has Derek um, Stingley out, so it could be, you know, a long day for Houston on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and at only $5,400, um, we could see a, another 10, 12 target game for Christian Kirk, who repeatedly was a go-to option for Lawrence last year. I know Ridley's there this year, um, but there's enough for both of them to eat. And at 5400 that's just a, a juicy price tag for a, a pretty safe floor, I think, this week on yeah. Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you were talking about, like, um, you know, uh, the Vikings want to throw the ball. I mean, you know, we know they traded for Cam Akers. Not going to be ready for this week. Going to be out. Um, still got Alexander Madison back there. I think, you know, them trading for Cam Akers is an indictment of some sort on Madison and what they've, they've gotten from them so far, which hasn't been good. Um, kind of predictably so, uh, if you ask me. But uh, but it, it is what it is. You know, um, he, he's okay. He's not great. Um, so they're going to pass the ball a whole heck of a lot. So I just, I just think, you know, especially in cash teams, uh, stacking up those Vikings makes a whole lot of sense. Now, I, I will say... Um, you mentioned him already, but I believe uh, before Mike, but uh, Zay Flowers, somebody I had in an earlier iteration of, of this. But since I went with Gus Edwards as my pivot, I came <laughs> off of him. I didn't want to go, uh, you know, a wide receiver and running back on Baltimore just didn't make sense to me. So, um, but Zay Flowers, I mean, you know, you're talking about the air raid offense uh, potentially uh, against the Indiana Col- uh, Indianapolis Colts, who obviously um, terrible at, at guarding the pass. So uh, he's <laughs> absolutely got to be. In, in your consideration some other guys around that same price point i think you can pivot to nico collins uh yeah. 5300 you know i think he's definitely that you said you michael michael thomas uh for new orleans i like him as well at 5300 so um there's there's plenty of guys in that like you know five to, to 5400 range uh, i'll even throw it in there as a, a noted bear hater this season <laughs> dj moore at 5700 a little a little bit more expensive <laughs> but uh and it, it's gross uh, and i would only do it in a gpp or a tournament but uh, yeah. but my thinking is, you know, with, with, uh, Justin Fields saying he's going to play more into his style of game where he's going to be doing, you know, the bootleg stuff, you know, running out, uh, getting on the run, uh, cutting off half the field for him. He's going to have to target heavily the guys that he's rolling towards. It's always going to be DJ Moore. Um, right. so I think he's going to target him pretty heavily, honestly, this week. So, um, so I, I think he's a sneaky, uh, a GPP player there, but I think there's a lot of guys in that range though. Uh, that I like quite a bit. Um, are there other guys you're looking at, looking at around there? Um, going down, dipping down just a little bit. Elijah Moore is kind of interesting mm-hmm. at 4,700. Um, you know, he has a pretty solid workload. Uh, I do expect Cleveland to throw the ball a little more in this game. Amari Cooper's a little banged up. Um, so Elijah Moore, 4,700. Um, same thought process uh with jacksonville houston tank dell uh really made his uh presence known last week you know noah brown went on ir uh robert woods is kind of hitting the age where he's starting to get phased out a little bit i don't i don't know if it's going to be this week but eventually tank dell is going to be the wide receiver too there um you know they had no problem having cj Stroud threw it all over the yard last week. Um, they could be in that position again to be doing so. Um, he went seven catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets last week. Um, and he played close to 80% of the offensive snaps. So at 3,600 for that amount of targets and volume, uh, Tank Dell is definitely in consideration for cash. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sad because I had to trade Tank Dell away in a 30-team uh, dynasty earlier for, for Derek Carr <laughs> because I had Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. So, of yeah. course, I, I have no starting quarterback now. So, I was like, right. oh. <laughs> so, so I had to uh, had to give up the youth there to try to compete this season because I have a pretty decent team this season. But, uh, but you yeah, know, I, I agree there. I think uh, Tank's uh, a really interesting guy as well. Um, let's move on, though. Let's Let's just get the tight ends here. Uh, and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. We were talking a little bit before we hopped on here. One of the guys we were both looking at, I've got him on both sites, Zach Ertz, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you, you were saying you were a little bit off of him, though. So talk to me about that. What's what's going on there? <laughs> it's, it's not so much the play. It's just I think uh, another play has emerged with the uncertainty with Jalen Waddell. Um, Durham Smythe has both – saying both those names and – Touting both of those make make <laughs> me want to puke a little bit, um, but you have to you have to get cheap somewhere and you know tight end unless you're paying up for Kelsey, which yeah. I get. Um, but he was on the field for all but I believe two snaps um, in just such a high octane offense that Miami has. Um, you know, so usually it's pretty concentrated. We know what Miami's going to do. They're going to get the ball to Waddle, and they're going to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. But if Waddle's out, I'm really going to strongly consider Smythe. He's he's carved out a pretty nice role, um, and he's definitely in consideration to be the number two in targets this week if if all goes well. Um, I'm still okay with Zach Ertz. You know, yeah. 18 targets leads all tight ends. I don't know. It's 2023. And <laughs> Are we sure? No, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we're talking still, about Zach Ertz still. still relevant, yeah. um, you know, I, I I don't really know what they're doing, but he's out there and he's earning he's earning targets. So you know, I've I've heard the theory that maybe they're trying to showcase him to trade yeah. him, but I don't yeah. who, who's trading for Zach Ertz. I don't <laughs> like, I don't know who that team is or what they would even get for it. So that doesn't yeah. really make sense to me, but. Um, yeah, it's just you have to look at it at face value. He's he's they're gonna be trailing in all likelihood. Um, that Dallas defensive line is gonna put pressure on Dobbs. He's I don't think he's gonna have a lot of downfield options, and Ertz is a safety blanket, you know, for short targets. It's it's not gonna be anything sexy, it'll be six catches for 40 yards, you know, yeah, but that's yeah. 10 points on yeah. DraftKings and that's pretty hard to come by from the tight end position and unless your name is Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkins. So <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, I think we're going bargain hunting at tight end unless you're paying up for, and I think you can absolutely pay up for Mark Andrews. Uh, let me just go ahead and say that if you do pay up for Mark mm-hmm. Andrews, um, you can, I mean, the, I think you can probably mix them in with, you know, as a flowers or whatever, but I, mm-hmm. I would rather not, I'd probably just do Mark Andrews or, or Zay Flowers, or uh, or you know um, maybe a Bateman if if I'm really feeling froggy, something like that. But um, but I do think Mark Andrews is definitely in play here. Kelsey, absolutely uh, against the Bears, of course. Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes that makes for a very uh, nice uh, stack. It's just so expensive, and then you how you mm-hmm. other other things into your lineup. I think another guy I'm looking at kind of in the cheaper range here is um, Seattle, Florida, and, and I've been singing mm-hmm. his praises for you know since the offseason, but. Uh, he is absolutely involved in this offense in Detroit. Uh, there, there's no no two ways around it. Probably going to get four or five catches. Um, you know, hopefully he gets 40, 50 yards. 
Um, same kind of boat, though, as Ertz, right? And so if you're looking for that, I feel like Ertz is probably the safer floor, honestly. Um, mm. So I'd rather just spend a little bit less on Ertz. So, uh, right. but but this is my thing. Um, you know, you're right, though. Uh, you know, if there's no waddle, uh, we could see obviously a, a leap in targets for for Smythe. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going bargain hunting here. I don't think we're really looking at any of the other guys in the mid range here. Um, could they pop off? Sure. It's hard to really. I don't want to play tight end roulette. I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let's talk about defenses, though. I know. I think we're both targeting the same defense. Um, but let me talk about some other ones here that I don't necessarily have on my lineups yet. Uh, again, mm-hmm. Chiefs against the Bears. Uh, yeah. Bears like absolutely discombobulated on the offensive end. Um, just, just so much confusion. Uh, wide receivers running to the same spots on third downs. Just. Uh, Justin Fields not getting his eyes downfield. There's just so many things that are wrong with the Bears offense that uh, the Chiefs at at 3,900 on on DraftKings seem like a safe play. Um, An expensive play is the problem uh, because that's a whole 1,100 more than the defense I currently have in there. But but I would go to the Chiefs. Are are there other defenses you're looking at as well? Yeah, there's there's a few that have definitely caught my eye. The Bills are certainly in play. Um, you know, we don't, as much as I sing the praises of Sam, Sam Howell earlier in the podcast, we don't know for sure, um, you know, what that's going to look like. Um, and after getting, losing to the, the Jets in week one, they, they kind of corrected the ship last week, um, got a few turnovers, um, and I... 2,900 is just a little too cheap for what I think their ceiling could be. Um, so they're in play. Um, I think you could, on the flip side, you could even do the commanders if you really need the money. They're only 2,400. Um, you know, Josh Allen is not immune to a couple picks here and there. Um, you know, fumble up. Weeks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Leaping for first downs yeah. when he's five yards away from the first down line, uh, first down yard marker. Um, so, you know, I, I expect a couple sacks too. You know, they could just get absolutely wrong. So that's always the gamble. But um, there's turnover and sack potential that I, I think you could do worse with, with that price range. I don't have the cojones for this, but one defense I'm looking at right now that's kind of sticking out to me, and it's not the one I have in my lineup because I just don't have cojones for it, but the the Tennessee Titans against the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns. uh, I mean, like you said, it's Deshaun Watson's going to have to throw the ball probably Mm because their run game's probably not going to get a lot going. So what you're really playing there is you're playing the potential for uh, for turnovers, for, for interceptions. Uh, you know, maybe a fumble. We'll see. But uh, I think there's that's absolutely something you need to consider, especially in GPPs, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Ken Deshaun Watson, he's been pretty terrible all season so far. Can he throw a pick or two? Absolutely. So I think that's one uh, you can look at there. But uh, but one that we both land on here, Mike, and I do want to talk about them as well, is the New York Jets uh, against the, the Patriots. Um, I just think that Jets defense uh, had a rough week last week. Absolutely. But I think this week, uh, rebounding, playing against the Patriots, who uh, I, I'm not a Mac Jones believer. I don't know if you are, but I'm not a Mac Jones believer. Uh, I think he's uh, he's also liable to throw a, a pick or two as well um, mm-hmm. if they, they throw as much as they've been throwing through the first couple of weeks. So uh, I do like the Jets' defense here, and I think you do as well. So talk to me about those guys. Talk to me about any of the other ones looking at here. Yeah, you touched on it. Um, you know, 
2800 is a good price for a game with by far the lowest total of the week. So that's always, you know, an added bonus to be attacking. Um, I just, there's no explosiveness in this New England offense. So I don't think you're going to get burned on points. It may end up just being kind of a boring game. The downside, right, is that it's kind of a boring game. You get like a sack and no turnovers. And it's just like, so you end up getting like <laughs> seven points, which isn't, you know, that's fine. That's not going to, that's not going to kill you. But, you know, there is upside to this. Um, to this defense for sure um you know i don't mind going the other side with the patriots at 3500 i'm in cash i'm not doing that it's just too expensive um and i i need those savings elsewhere but if you kind of want to pay up to be a little bit contrarian in a in a tournament setting i am never going to tell you not to play the defense playing Zach Wilson. So, um, especially when it's the Patriots. So, um, but the yeah. jets are my preferred. Of yeah. That group. And I've got the jets in there as well. That's, that's my preferred one out of all of them as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for our, uh, position kind of recommendations here. Again, this is a kind of an early primer. Things will change. I guarantee you between now and Sunday, you guys have to get that NFL fantasy pass or, or I'm sorry, you should have to get the DFS pass uh, to go ahead and get access to, to Mike, uh, <laughs> Mike L here and myself and, and talk to us about uh, what you're thinking about and, and you know, who we're going to play. Uh, but uh, in closing here, I do want to just kind of point, I know we're, we're both, we've talked plenty about the chargers and the Vikings here, uh, Mike, but um, just kind of want to, you know, highlight for each of us, maybe each of us picks out, a game that we are looking at outside of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're excited about excited to watch. Um, so do you have a game that's kind of sticking out to you on the slate? That's not the chargers Vikings. That's kind of sticking out to you as a, a game that's going to be a fun one. Maybe, maybe scores a little bit more than, uh, than people would imagine. Yeah. Um, I think maybe not fun to watch necessarily, but I think, <laughs> uh, Houston and Jacksonville, has the potential to score a lot more points um, than people are thinking about right now, just because, you know, last week, if I told you Houston and Indy was, was going to go nuts, you probably would have gave me a side eye and (laughs) I I would have not believed it, but you know, Houston's shown some competency on offense. We caught, we talked about a couple of their pieces, right. With Nico Collins and with, it take Dell. Obviously, Jacksonville has a pretty strong offense, um, hoping to rebound after a, a, a pretty meager effort last week against the Chiefs. Obviously, I think the Chiefs have a stronger defense than Houston. Um, so I think that one could get a little uh, more run than people expect. Um, and also, I think Denver and Miami um, could get a little higher, too. I, You know, Russ hasn't looked as bad this year they you know they built up a pretty good lead against washington last week just blew it um you know they've got some pieces with marvin mims judy's back um so and then we all know how explosive miami can be um so those are a couple games i got my eye on to to pair with minnesota and, and the chargers in my lineups so if you're looking, feeling a little uh, frisky there, instead of uh, you know stacking Chargers, uh, Vikings, maybe you stack that one. Now I'm, I'm going to point out a game that I'm just excited about uh, for various reasons here. And I'm going to talk about it, but 
Uh, maybe not necessarily a higher scoring game than, than what, you know, Vegas has or anything like that. But but the Falcons and Detroit Lions, I, mm-hmm. I'm just really interested to see, um, you know, Desmond Ritter had 18 pass attempts week one. And then last week he had, I think, in, somewhere in the 20s or 30s. Um, so it was definitely a, an increased pass attack. Obviously, we saw Drake <laughs> London uh, even, uh, you know, Drake London definitely got involved. I think some other receivers did as well. But uh, but we saw more passing there. So I'm curious to see what that offense looks like, um, given the game script. You know, if they're down, do they throw the ball more? If they're up, do they run more? That That's the inclination right now. Um, but, you know, will that hold true? And then obviously we all know Jared Goff with his home, you know, away splits and, and he's home now. Uh, against the Falcons, and it's a you know, it's a dome game. I mean, I, it's just so many things that you know. It may almost make you want to play gear golf, as you all know how much I love gear golf. <laughs> yeah. um, Sixty five hundred, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because I, I'm I'm a little worried about Emin Rob uh, St. Brown being a little banged up with the turf toe, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a little bit slowed down there. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that game's just interesting to me. Uh, and obviously, no David Montgomery, so you know, Chuck right. Reynolds going to get the goal line carries. Um, so I think that, you know, in terms of like the games I'm going to watch just to kind of get a, a few more data points, um, that's one that I'm going to go with, I think. So, um, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you know, I'm the jury's still out on Ritter. I think yeah. they started to unlock some things last week. They, we saw him running around a little bit more, too, in the second half as they were making their comeback. So um, be interesting to see if that's you know a, re- a real thing moving forward or is that just kind of a product of what? what happened in the game yeah uh, do they unleash the do the lions unleash gibbs here or yeah. do they kind of just continue to stay the course and work them in little by little here um yeah, yeah that's, that's a good pick too yeah there's definitely some interesting storylines there um but that's gonna do it for us guys we that is our week three uh dfs primer for the main slate uh i am keith cork you can follow me on twitter at at ethos keith at ethos keith and mike uh where can people find you and your work my friend yeah uh twitter the handle is at m lafem 10 l m a l a f e m one zero uh i'm frequently checking in on the discord for those dfs pass yeah. troopers um for sports ethos so um that's where you can find me yeah, absolutely. If you guys are in that DFS pass, do, do go in there and speak to Mike. He is absolutely a wealth of knowledge and always there and happy to answer your question. He had you had the call of uh, oh gosh, who was it that got that touchdown in the last game? Um, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Bell. Bell. Yeah, yes. Ronnie Bell. Yeah, the Ronnie Bell call of the last week. So um, or, or Monday's game, I should say Thursday's game. Gosh, where, where's my brain? <laughs> Thursday's game. Anyways, uh, go check us out if you are there. Go get active there. But uh, until next time, guys. Hey, go get that money.